0: What up, my friend? Coach Polly Barra here from Coach's Corner. I want to thank you for joining me for conversation nuggets and tips that'll set you free. If this content is bringing you any value today, I want you to do me a huge favor, my friend, and drop me a review down below here on Apple Podcast. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email me at identityofonecoaching at gmail.com. With that being said, it's time to dive in so that you can be set free. We're going to get started today. I've got a very special friend of mine, April. And I i, I know I'm going to butcher your last name, so I'll just let you uh, do that for me. But I met this girl um, just a few days ago. We met on this podcast group on, face, on Facebook called Christian Podcaster Association, which is just totally phenomenal. Um, that group has just totally rocked my world. I mean, I've made so many connections in the last two weeks than I have as a podcaster in the last year that I've been podcasting. And so we met through this zoom call and through a friend and we just, we collaborated and said, Hey, let's get on a zoom call. And so we did it. And probably we were hoping that within like a week or so we would schedule. But then after the conversation, my spirit was just leaping because we were talking about things that were so organic about God that was just so powerful that I'm like, Hey, what are you doing such and such day and she's like what really i'm like yes so we got on this call and we're here today so april do me a huge favor and introduce yourself and uh let's get this podcast rocking
1: thanks so much for having me i appreciate it paul And that introduction was awesome, of course. (laughs) Um, So it's funny that you say that about my last name because I was going to ask you about your last name and pronouncing it, but you already did it. So, see, I had the safe route on this conversation. (laughs) Right. But um yes, we just met a few days ago and we hadn't even gotten that far on the pronunciation of last right. names. But it's April Metzler and so it's got um got that whole German thing going on, my husband says. So it's his his um hand me down, that's what it is. Right. <laughs> I married into it, so um I actually had to ask him how, how to say it to begin with, so it's not just you. It's all good. Right.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, where are you from? You're a, you're a, you're a, a music and songwriter. Um, I saw your video yesterday on YouTube with the crazy cool backdrop uh, with the hearts floating around. Um, so, tell us a little bit about what your passions are and why you do music. Um, if you want to talk about your family, cool. Um, and then we're just going to allow God to move through this podcast and, uh, and, and flow.
1: Yeah, and I, I heard somebody say something about before we even started, we're going to be like praying, and he's going to put me on the spot for prayer and all that jazz. So
0: <laughs> That would be you, my friend. So if you want to open this up in prayer, let's do it.
1: All right, sounds good. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for this blessing of a ministry that Paul yes. has, has been uh, working in and unto you for, Father. We just uh, want to open this conversation up with, a glorifying of you, a praise of you, worship of you. And just thank you so much for this opportunity to visit with my brother in Christ. I just ask for the eyes of the hearts of the listeners to be enlightened to your word and for this whole entire conversation to be protected and guided and led by the Holy Spirit. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: It's a short, sweet, and simple one. That's how it works. Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Boom right. So,
1: So, um, okay. So, a little bit about me. I'm from Oklahoma. I'm a country girl. And, of course, um, I'm rocking a, a ball cap today. But that's just because I really didn't want to mess with doing my hair. And that's just how I am. You know, sometimes you just got to roll with it. Right. And so, um, we are uh, out here on a 14-acre uh, little farm area here. And just out... In the middle of nowhere, you know, just outside of town, a royal town that's only got about eighteen hundred people, and so we don't even live in the small town. <laughs> we live outside of the small town, but uh, God has blessed me with, uh, you know, talent and giftings in the the worship aspect. You and I were talking about that, and it, it's a good good way to put it because it's really been on my heart personally to reiterate the difference between true worship and just praise and worship when it comes to um when it comes to church and when it comes to what it's it's just changed to so i love um, it there's a lot of scriptures tied to a real true deep intimate worship of the father is and unfortunately it's been watered down a little bit um by labeling the worship leader and the worship team and the worship what have you in church and so um, I hope that we get to a point in the body that it is understood what that deep, intimate worship is. But So, of course, I'm, I'm a little bit overflowing in that department when it comes to this, because it's just something that God has placed on my heart in this season pretty heavy to make sure that that message is, is relayed to the masses, whoever will listen to me. <laughs> right. But... Um, so I do song do songwriting. I don't even know if that's the proper grammar in that. Sad. I'm a, I'm a wordsmith. <laughs> yeah, I do songwriting. I I know words. I you know I smell colors. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's put it on my heart to write for him and for his glory. My first album that I just released in 2020 is actually uh, geared toward the overall flow, and so. My hope in all of these songs that I release is that i it's a story in and of itself. So you could take all of the albums and put them together, and it would be from beginning to end a walk with God. And so I hope to, with each new album, just draw the listeners and the audience into a deeper walk with Him and then into that intimate worship with Him. And mm-hmm. so my first album is like this nine songs, and then one of them's like an extended edition because I just I just couldn't cut one of them short. I, I was like, I'll, I'll cut it short for radio, you know, just because people say it's what you need to do, and it'll you know still be implanted in the hearts as to the message. Right. But I'm gonna keep it on the album in the fullness, and I mean, somebody might want to listen to a you know six and a half minute worship song. <laughs> so. Right. if they're in it they're in it man you know and six minutes goes by really fast when you're sitting there worshiping the father and so
0: um
1: so the first album I, i started writing was for introducing the audience to god's love and what that looks like in action in different ways and so no matter if you're you know the one that's dealing with these these dark moments um no matter if you're you know, just in a joy, you know, in, in the season that you're in. There's a song that's on that album that is tied to talking about God and his love. Mm-hmm. And so um it's really just just one of those things that has just developed over the last year and a half or so. It started when my daughter was twelve and I had this like reality conviction shake that you're you're not doing anything with the gifts that I've given you to wow. the body. And so I had a <laughs> a heavy hammer slammed down on me i guess would be the best way to say it or a, right or a boot you know kicking you in the booty to get going you know it's like hey you know do my work do what i'm supposed you know i've got you doing right now and so i uh i wrote a book and then i, I wrote the um the songs down and made sure that you know i got them ready and prepped to go because i, I had no idea about the studio and and all of that that actually came about with a birthday gift from my husband and daughter and they were like mom wants to do this she's been working on this on her own and and so I was releasing songs and stuff um, doing my best you know obviously home studio recording is way different than you know actual music production in a real right. studio real
0: fancy studio right. you know? <laughs> <laughs> she said real fancy <laughs> yeah. so yeah <laughs>
1: So, you, you know, it's just different. Um, my home recordings had birds in the background, you know, if you, if you right. level it down. On some of those videos I released, they're just like, you know, singing along in the background with me, and they are not in harmony.
0: Right. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Acting like they were going to get paid or something.
1: <laughs> exactly. I had groupies, you know, so they're making <laughs> way too much noise.
0: <laughs> wow. I love it.
1: Well, so, um anyways, all of that just transpired though in twenty twenty and so a lot of folks out there have had um difficult seasons or people are just focused on the difficult well, for me and my family twenty twenty has been a tremendous blessing of of uh, raising up of newness in him of intimacy with him more and more time with him and so that's how you know we've handled the Unforeseen obstacles of twenty twenty when it came to all of that, and so mm. it's really just helped to, I think, draw us closer to God more so than than away from Him or in dire, you know, distress and and what have you. And right. that's what I think all tribulations and trials really lead us to is back to Him because in and of itself we can't do it on our own, and so it's just a reality shock when it comes down to it this, this can't be done without God, you know, you've got to reach out to him. So anyways, I don't know if I overshared, but there you go. (laughs)
0: No, that, that is, that is so, so perfect. And I love what you're saying because so many, you know, with, with, with mine and my wife's life, um, we're in transition. Well, we're, the transition is over. We're now here in Colorado. We moved from Texas. Um, so, you know, through this year, through this COVID season, through 2020, um, there was a lot of negativity, especially in the body, scared and this and that. And okay, so COVID is a real thing. I get that. So if you don't want us to wear masks, okay, we're gonna follow the the law of the land, right? But at the same time, when you're doing it in wisdom, it's so different than doing it in a spirit of fear. And there was so there was such a spirit of fear. My word for for this year, like a lot of people's word for this year was 2020 vision, right? Um, God had gave me, given me that like in October of last year, 2020 vision. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, you know, obviously everyone else is, you know, within their own spirit is like 2020 vision, 2020 vision. So it became this cliche. So I really didn't share it with a lot of people because I didn't want to be a part of that cliche. It was more internal for myself. So through this process, through my ministry, one of my armor bearers was like, Hey, I said, yeah. He's like, your word was 2020 vision. I said, yeah. And he's like, well, what about now? This was like in May. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, look what everything's going on. I said, it's only made my vision that much clearer. And so I love what you're saying that 2020 has been a blessing and I get it. I've had these conversations with people on Facebook. They're like, yeah, well, there's, there's people dying. You're, you're, You're over here saying that you're blessed, but there's people dying. Uh, And I'm like, I understand that. I said, I'm saying for me and my household, it's been a blessing for us because number one, perspectives have changed. Family is in the forefront. I was busy in grinding, you know, coaching and doing all of my thing, ministry, rocking Facebook lives, all that stuff. My wife was corporate, you know, still in the ministry too. We were building a, a church. So it was, we were busy, 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 busy. COVID hits. Now I'm home. My wife works from home and then she got furloughed. We have a house that was half done remodeled. So we started getting the house done because we felt the Lord saying, Hey, get your house done. So I say all that to say this, that I love what you're saying, that 2020, depending on where your mindset was, was a blessing because it, it brought so much of the Holy Spirit because when you're stripped and you're in a place of now what? All you have room left for is for God to, to really truly work in your life. And so I know that you're a worshiper. So how did that? Because I'm sure you can attest to this. When God tells you, hey, go after your call, you start thinking how am i going to do this like what do you like oh, all right lord like how's this going to look you know blah 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 but since you're a worshipper right i mean we all should be worshipers but what i'm saying is a worship songwriter you're you're in this state of worship how did it go from mindset to spirit to like really truly Find that identity of exactly what God wanted you to do. How did that all work out?
1: Well, that's a good question. You know, um, it was. It's like anything else. God does things immediately, but He also does this slow, patient training with us on top of everything. Yes. And so there is this this molding, this preparation, this crushing. There's a refining. There is, you know, shaking you know, he shakes the whole world. Whatever is left over is what will stand. And so um it's not like it it didn't start, you know, when my daughter turned 12. That was just the the final straw. That was the 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 epic like jump or or not. You know, you're going to either you're at the edge of the cliff. You, this is your precipice. Are you going to moving faith out to me where I'm calling you to mm. in what I've gifted you in because wow. this is it. it's like, it was, and I don't know if it was really an ultimatum, um, but there was a lot of, um, a lot of heaviness associated with that step out before I did it. Um, that was tied to the potential of losing the gifts that he's blessed me with. And mm. that was really heavy on my heart. And, I didn't want to lose those and that was one of the driving pieces but then I also wanted to demonstrate to my preteen daughter what it looked like. I can't sit there and talk to her about, you know, finding your identity in Christ and and being confident in him. And stepping out in faith in what he's called her to do if I can't demonstrate it myself. And so there was an accountability so there as well. Right. So, so God really, he really put some pressure on. It was a, it was a crushing and refining process there because I had, um, in my past, had a lot of uh, fear of failure, fear of rejection. I had all sorts of kinds of things because of my life experience um in that department, in both those departments, you know, n- not any of it's really ever been overly accepted. you know, uh, the lady mm. that introduced me and you was actually the first one that ever put anointed in front of me, in front of my name, over me. She spoke that over me. And so wow,
0: um,
1: which is one side of it can be a temptation to be disheartened about it. The other side of it is a, a wonderful, Um, opportunity to be joyful in the matter of of this is where you're at in your walk and so there is um, you know it's like a catch 22 situation there a little bit but you know ultimately uh, when we're called and when we step out like that there's there is a a point like my my daughter turned 12 there's a point that you either (laughs) you either jump and move or you take a step forward or you don't and and one of them's tied to obedience, and one of them's not. You know, you're either going right. to accept what God has for you and His will for you in your life, and you're going to submit and uh, and walk it out in faith, and not seeing where you're going, walking out into an unknown, you know, arena, or well, you're going to choose to reject what He's given you, and with rejection, you know, comes a loss of those gifts and talents that He's given you. He's not. I mean, you can lose it. You can. I could wake up tomorrow if I wasn't being obedient and walking in the Come gifts on. and callings. I could wake up tomorrow and and not be able to speak. You know, my voice could be gone. Who knows?
0: Right. Wow. So,
1: anyways that that so was good. sort of <laughs> sort of that piece. That it was just a pivotal point. You know, it wasn't there was all of this training preparation. Oh my gosh, the season of waiting and preparation. You know, prior to that, and then after I took out that face step there was even more preparation because he's like okay you know what i can work with that you're mm. taking a face step you're being obedient i can work with that let's go you know and so um i love it that's really really what was geared toward that as far as my uh, where it went from that download input and going out you know it really was just being obedient and um and not allowing a spirit of fear, no matter what shape or form it's in to, right. um, drive me to, um, to excuse not moving, you know, cause I had all sorts of kinds of excuses as to why I shouldn't, why I couldn't, why I wasn't going to do it. And, um, I had a friend of mine, <laughs> a sharp, very sharpening, very, um, very scripturally, you know, the, ki- the kiss of uh, a enemy is, you know, his death, and then, and then the slap from a friend. Yes, know? is
0: even better. It was
1: one of those moments. <laughs> right. You know, it was a blessing, but, you know, it stung a bit when she, <laughs> when she said it. But the only wow. sting was tied to, you know, my self-focus is what it was. You know, it was just a, you know, why are you allowing these things of your past to dictate your future? And so... Right. Wow. Uh, we all have those moments where we get to a point where where we've got to decide if, if what we've experienced in life is going to shape our future or if what we have no idea what's going to happen next is going to shape our future. And that actually, when I say that, I mean trusting God with it all and trusting Him with what's fixing to happen because His trust... Uh, is going to be faithful it's never going to fail it's it's from everlasting to everlasting and he he won't leave you nor forsake you ever and so there is no reason to fear because his perfect love does cast out that fear and so um i I just had to have a a wake-up call by multiple mediums basically before i really just stepped out but i've been writing for 20 years so that's 20 years of not sharing um you know the gifts and stuff i mean i've I grew up in church and stuff. I've saying I've you know done that. It wasn't like I was completely hiding it, but I wasn't really, really stepping out all, right. all in with, you know, everything I had. And so anyways,
0: <laughs> that is so awesome. I mean, that is so good. There's so many nuggets in here. Number one, being, being humble, taking that humility and hearing God's voice. That's where we get the clarity is when we hear his voice but not only hear his voice because there's so many times and I'm sure you can agree to this, that sometimes we're like, God, I'm just going to pray for you to give me clarity. Just, just give me clarity on what I'm supposed to do. And he's saying, I need you to take a step forward, but I still need clarity when we start taking the, those steps of, okay, I'm going to step out and do this. I tell people this all the time. I may not be the guy to pray for you because when people ask me, Hey, Pastor Paul, pray for me about this. And I'm like, Listen, I, play, I pray risky. I say, Lord, I'm about to do this by faith. If this ain't you, disrupt it. Remove it from my life because I feel like I'm supposed to do this, so I'm going to step. But if it ain't you, do me a huge favor and destroy it, like totally wreck it so that I am not in the way. And I've actually prayed for people that message. And they're like, why did you pray it that way? And I'm like, listen, you don't, you don't, you don't want to go do something that's not in his, in his will. But if you step out, the more that you step out, you quickly find out what you thought you really wanted to do. You start doing it a few times. You're like, eh, it's really, I don't really think this is what God wants me to do. You follow what I'm saying? And that's where God begins to show you the lamp unto your feet and the light into your path. The Bible also says the steps plural of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, <laughs> right? Preach it. Preach it doesn't, it. <laughs> it doesn't say the step singular steps. What does that mean? You have to take some steps are you going to withdraw sometimes? Absolutely. Are you going to uh, make a mistake? Absolutely. But why is his grace so powerful? Because he's watching over. He knows you're going to make a mistake. He knows you want to do certain things. He knows the desires of your heart, Psalms 37 and 4, right? Seek the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's twofold, Right? Sometimes he gives you the desire like that, but then sometimes he changes your heart so that it's his desire. And so I love what you were saying earlier about the fear and the rejection because that is my major, major thing that I love to talk about is the roots of the problems that we create our own issues. Come on, somebody. We create our own issues sometimes because why? We self-dialogue you were probably self-dialoguing like, oh my God, fear and rejection. What if I do this? No one's listening. What if I create this podcast? No one's gonna hear my stuff. Uh, How how do I do all this, right? It's this confusing thing. And so I know that you are a worshiper and you are full of scripture. So what, matter of fact, let me rewind just a second. (laughs) My word for this year was vision, but my scripture Was Psalms 95 and 3. And it says it this way this is this is so powerful and so so simple. For the Lord is the great God, capital G, and the great King, capital K, above all lowercase G gods. So what are the little gods? Those things that we put before God the fear, the rejection. The, Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> Don't make me start busting out my Southern Baptist uh, preaching mode, right? But listen, those little tiny things that happen in our life, and I see you over there busting up see, those things that we put before God. But but God, sometimes fear is our God. Sometimes the rejection is our God because we're clinging to those things, right? What did the woman? that had the issue of blood due. She threw away, though, that thing of fear. It was on the Sabbath. She wasn't even supposed to be in the midst because she was unclean. But she said, if I can only touch the hem of his garment, there is a study behind that. The hem of his garment wasn't just something he was wearing. It was a tallit. It has 500 and, I believe, six five 560-something commandments on the hem of that garment, the wing of that garment. What is what is she really saying? If I could just touch the promise of my God, I know that I will be made whole, right? And so in the spirit, when we cling to Jesus in the spirit, if I could just touch the promise of God, quickly after that, what did Jesus say? Somebody touched me. Who touched me? The disciples are like, bro, <laughs> there's thousands of people around you, man. How did you feel that? Here's what Jesus said. Somebody touched me. That's what he's really saying. He wasn't worried about who touched him because there was thousands of people touching him. But it was the one woman that had the real faith. It wasn't just after a miracle. She was after a healing. So he's saying, no, you don't get it. Power left me. Somebody has the power of wholeness. Somebody touched me. It touched his heart to know that somebody had that much faith. And so when he sees this woman, he said, Woman, you are healed. By your faith, you are healed. And so in this fear and rejection, my question to you is this. And, you know, I, I just started preaching, so I'm just going to stop. My question okay. for you is this and and I know that our listeners want to hear this. What scripture or what scriptures, what passage did you cling to in that moment when the fear and the rejection began to dialogue in your mind? What was that?
1: Well,
0: <laughs> and I'm sure you got like multiple. <laughs> yeah,
1: scriptures. but the, I think the biggest one was um Well, it was a couple of them. You mentioned earlier that you were all about the root behind the things, and so so am I. And there is an unrooting of things that are of the old nature and the old man that have to happen Mm. in order for us to move forward with stuff. And so um, in our walk with God, you have to be able to... evaluate what that is and and that doesn't come with your power or your mind it comes through getting in the word of God and really just asking him to you know search you and know your ways and search your heart and test them and see if there's any you know Hurtful way in them and lead you, you know, in that everlasting uh, mm-hmm. way, and that's in. I'll read it. I paraphrase, but I'll read it real quick so that your audience knows. But it's Psalms one thirty nine twenty three through twenty four, mm. and I do. That is one of the, my go tos because I have it memorized uh, as to what the passage is because it is important and pivotal when you are beginning to consider taking faith steps in the Lord. But it's also, I heard a preacher once call it one of the most dangerous prayers that you can pray. And so it is, uh, It's starting in 23, it says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any hurtful way in me, any hurtful way, and lead me in the everlasting way. And so those are um, those are petitions that you... Don't enter into lightly because you're asking God to come in and, and clean and renew what you've got going on. And if there is anything blocking or hindering, causing a stumbling block to others, causing a stumbling block to yourself, that you're asking Him to shine light on, on it. And, um, you know, another passage, and I actually don't have that one memorized, but it has been in this season, is um, knowing that, you know, God's light, there's nothing hidden in the darkness that will remain hidden. His light will shine into that and bring it, you know, to the forefront. And so and it's light, you know. that that passage right there, uh, you probably know it right offhand. But I, I'll i tell you, I, I know scripture because I read it, um, but I can't tell you, like, the book or chapter. Exactly Sometimes I get right? to the point where I can say, yeah, that's in Psalms. <laughs> or, right right or I know that's in Matthew I have no clue what the chapter right. verses but you know we we don't we don't immediately get there too and I, this has taken me years to just go through the Bible and you know really delve into it deeply um, but the cool thing about about that is you know in the beginning was the word the Word was with God and the Word was God right mm-hmm. and I in my book I actually do a full connection. And that wasn't me, you know, that was me in prayer saying, God, how can I explain to them to know you more means to be intimately connected with you in quality time. And what does that look like? Well, we have to know who we are and who's we are in Jesus Christ. Well, Jesus Christ was the word. And so how do we get to know who we are in Christ if we don't know who Christ is? And then so, you know, you just go and start connecting these dots. And so I walked through the connection of person, heart, meet Jesus, you know, Mm. and Jesus is connected to the God and we do so in the word. And so, um, obviously I'm not quoting it correctly, but I, there's passages supporting passages and everything to, to hold that, that piece because it's not something spoken about. How do we understand that, that the word is how we find that intimacy with God? How do we understand that the only way we can learn who we are in Jesus Christ as co-heirs with him raised up with him seated in heavenly places with him you know how do we understand that we are sons and daughters of God if we don't if we don't start first with the word because the word is a mirror and the mirror that we see at first is going to be that of sin that of you know accountability to what our old nature is but once we start getting past that and unrooting those things we get to see a reflection of of the identity that we find in Jesus Christ as wow. sons and daughters of God. And so, anyways, it all starts with the Word. <laughs> and so, <laughs> when you ask Him to search you and know your heart, you're asking Him to come in and clean house. And that's what He's going to do. And then um, that... Unrooting of the fear of rejection and and, uh, just fear in general of of not being accepted. Or even, you know, one of my sisters said she had a fear of success. You know, what do I do if I'm successful? You know, there's all these what-ifs on the other side, you know, of a face step that we don't know anything about. And so, of course, the enemy's going to sweep in and he's going to sit there and try to deceive and manipulate and, and just, you know... Uh, attack your thought process with What ifs because of course you don't Know that's the easiest way to Attack you and so um, That that's one of the, the tactics people I'm just It's a spiritual warfare let's let's just be real <laughs> Absolutely <laughs>
0: so, Absolutely so
1: If you entertain those thoughts like I did you're, It's going to take you all to step out in faith If you know Who the owner of The real estate in your brain Is <laughs> <laughs> their right. identification in Jesus Christ God owns the property of your mind and the owner can kick out just about anybody he wants to anything that's not a him and so we bring it under the obedience of Jesus Christ and we claim authority over that in Jesus' name and we cover it with the blood and that's how it works You know, you just Amen. but the other one is this one, it's all on my Bible, I bought it you know, to remind me every time I open the Bible come on, but, I love it it's Proverbs 3, 5. And it, this passage says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, all your, and yep. not on your own understanding, in all your ways, in all your ways. I guess mm-hmm. that's really the kicker here. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths and make them straight, right? So,
0: Absolutely. So wow. yeah,
1: those are my two scriptures.
0: <laughs> you know what is so awesome about the scripture that you shared earlier about God bringing um, everything to light? Um, it's in the New Testament somewhere, but that was my wife's scripture for 2020. Really? So when you were saying that, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was my wife's scripture. And everything in our life, I'm talking everything from even friends that we rocked with, God severed it. God removed it. God removed the all the stuff because not, all, not, not you know, people look at it, oh my God, that's a negative thing. no truth be told old wineskin with new wine won't work true <laughs> new garment new patch old material will pull away right so god has to advance people to different levels let's right. face it there are different levels in the kingdom you have bishops you have pastors you have all of that stuff sometimes we get a little bit caught up in 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 names and titles But that's a whole different podcast. But the truth be told, um, we must understand that God does not want us to just sit in Canaan. God doesn't want us just to sit in the wilderness. God doesn't want us just to see the fruit. Oh, my God. We took the fruit. And here's here's what the fruit looks like, guys. It's awesome. Well, did you eat it? Because you don't even know how good it tastes yet. Until they took a bite from it is when they walked into the promise. And so God wants to elevate his people. God, we are representers of the kingdom. We are glory carriers. We're trailers of the Holy Spirit. And so when we get to the mindset of, listen, God wants to take us from level to level to level to level, but it's as deep And this is what I tell people all the time, especially through coaching. We can go, you can only go as far with God as you go deep with God, right? You can only go as far with him as you go deep and allow him to go deep. And that's what I love about Psalms 139, search me and see. The minute you said Psalms 139, I'm like, I already know that whole passage. Search me and see if there is any hurtful or wicked way, because I don't want none of that. But when we pray that, it's like you said, you better get ready for the ugly. Because there is going to be demons that are mad at you. There's going to be flesh that's mad at you. There's going to be people that are mad at you. The Jezebel spirit cannot no no longer remain. Ahab spirit can no longer function because when he starts doing that work in you, Jesus himself said, count the cost to follow me. Uh. Count the cost because it's not just, Hey, I'm rubbing shoulders with big J. No, no, You count the cost because we're going to go to some places that you don't want to go. We're going to dig into a garden that not many people are involved in. I say it this way, and this is what the Holy Spirit gave me this year. Circles become triangles. What does that mean? You don't let anyone into your and your husband's bedroom. Your kids can go in there, right? But the mailman can't go into your bedroom. The mailman has his his place. He goes all the way up to the mailbox and that's it. He may get some cookies at Christmas time, but that's about it, right? The same with your yard. There are certain people that are only allowed in your yard spiritually, but only a certain amount of people can come into your garden. And it's not that people are evil, but when you have too many people in your garden, guess what? Now they're trampling over your fruit. They're trampling over vegetation. They're trampling over produce. Produce is twofold. Produce is produce, but then it's produce. The things that you're trying to produce, people are trampling over because it's too many people in your circle. And so those circles become triangles where you only have a certain amount of people that are in in your sphere of influence. You follow what I'm saying? And I say this to people all the time. Listen, if I'm your coach and you have two other coaches, you're going to get confused. If you're under one covering, but you're but you're going to every other revival every single week, you're going to get confused. God has positioned you in places for your season. Some people are there forever, and some people are there for seasons, and then there's some people that are only there for reasons. There's times when they will come in, they'll drop a word, They'll be in your life for a month and all of a sudden they're just out the picture, but there was either fruit or bad fruit. You follow what I'm saying? And so I just, I just love this whole conversation. Um, And as, as, as we get to the place where, where we want to start dwindling down, I want to know exactly, we were talking about this earlier about how you have the acreage that you have. You have to have this, this time and space, so talk to that one person out there that really needs to hear this. Cause I believe that everything that we do, there's that one person that is going to hear this. Where is your secret place that you are in tune with God? You are just worshiping. Let's let's talk about that place. Cause my place, <laughs> my place is when I am uh building stuff. I love repurposed furniture. I love to repurpose wood I love to repurpose stuff so when I start repurposing tables and stuff like that there's a story behind it there is that story behind it where I'm like when people see it they're like who built that it's a conversation piece and it and it pretty much mirrors the kingdom of God and so what is where is that place for you um if you don't mind sharing oh how funny uh (laughs) uh-oh
1: well so okay so i did i did share that with you earlier and so i i don't mind sharing it with the audience and yes if it's just for one heart it's worth it to share um but before i i I share that i do want to um i do want to speak about the just just a moment i'm just going to put in just like a few sentences here Mm -hmm. but the discernment of who you are associated with is vital, but it's, it's that light that you ask and invite in that brings the clarity. And I liked your word earlier to, you know, asking God for clarity and things. Well, you do hold, if it's something like a really close connection, a relationship, even if it's family members, you know, you don't, There are toxic people regardless that are, you know, not willing to unroot. They're not willing to heal. They're Mm. not willing to, you know, change or step out in any way. And we're called to pray for them just as we are, you know, for people that are against God and, you know, and they are enemies um, of what you've got going on, you know. But it doesn't matter, you know, who it is, whatever their label is. I like that too. I really like that reference. Um, you know, we pray for them at a, you know at a distance. We don't invite them into our inner yeah. circle to create havoc and chaos. God's not the author of confusion. And when people are in your environment that cause confusion, that should be your first red flag to sit there and lift that up in prayer and ask God. What does establishing a healthy conviction boundary look like? And you know, what does it look like to speak truth in love to these people and say I'm sorry but this isn't something that can continue on. Um this is hindering my walk with God and that's more important. You know, that's my priority. That's always going to be my first priority. And you know, Jesus even talks about or he literally in the same household three will be against one, you know. He just there is this measure, um, of division where you'll, you'll be called to be set apart. And so what does that really mean though, is what you need to, uh, meditate on and and pray on when you're looking at these things, because God's light will distinguish light from dark and there is no gray area. There isn't like this, uh, slightly dark area. (laughs) That's okay. You know, it's, it is, it's it's a, it's literally, light and dark, good and evil, and, you know, there's that double-mindedness factor, there's a temptation to be double-minded when it comes to people and relationships, um, that, you know, there isn't, it's just a hard line, and you have to draw that line, and you have to have the strength to do so, and your strength isn't found in yourself, it's found in Him, and so that, all those pieces have to be in line before you start establishing, obviously, but um, discernment is needed, and that so company good. corrupts good character if you need a scripture to hold to when you're looking at those things. Do I want to corrupt the good character that God is establishing in me? Or do I want to, you know, put a line here and say, no more. Enough is enough. And so.
0: Um, wow.
1: I have a lot of experience in, That's so in good. relationships that that are not healthy. So, but I won't delve into that now, obviously. But maybe another visit, we can do another one. <laughs> yeah, there's whatever. a part two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I we can awesome. talk for a long time about this kind of stuff <laughs> yes. because it it is it's a deep conversation. And just as a funny little little interjection here, I had a, a, someone once tell me, she's like, I'm good with where I'm at in God right now. We're like right here. You guys are way too deep for me. I don't <laughs> want to go deep. So, I mean, there's always going to be, you know, those seasons of life where you're just not there yet. And that's right. okay. Yeah. And, you know, God still loves you. His grace is sufficient to cover all things. And, you know, we are responsible for the knowledge that we have in the season that we have it. And mm. so you may not know as much as as the, the guy down the road, but, you know, God still loves all of us. Um, we are his sons and daughters, and we are called according to his purpose for his wow. glory and in the time that he wants us where He wants us. And so the only thing that we can do is all that we can do is submit before Him and His leading and where He's going and teaching us because we all learn at a different pace and we all grow in a different pace. And so I, I encourage those who may not have a clue what we're talking about that are new to the base <laughs> <Right. laughs> to be just be okay with your relationship where it stands with God and know that there is growth in your future mm. and there is more and deeper you know revelation in the knowledge and wisdom of him as we draw close to him, you know, as we submit to him, as we're obedient in just hooking up that time with him. I mean, there's this quality time investment that that's your priority. If you want to grow in him and get more knowledge in him, make him a priority, make that quality time investment to be with the Lord. And that does bring me back to my secret place. <laughs> so,
0: awesome. Man, that was so good though. Man, like a it's,
1: circle. <laughs> yes, that was
0: so, so good. Thank you.
1: So, um, so yeah, so this is, this may sound strange, you know, um, but remember, I'm a country girl, so it's not as strange as you would think. (laughs) I love it. uh, So for all of the ladies that are in the city that might be tuning into this show, um, just know that there is, there is always a place, you know, it doesn't matter if it's a closet or if it's, you know, if it's, I don't know, um... A shoe store. I don't know. <laughs> what do you do in the city? <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> what do you all do out there? <laughs>
1: Whatever it is that you enjoy doing, that you have peace in, that you can really meditate and visit with the Father, that's where it's at. I don't know. I mean, you could go to the park. I guess that would be a, a nice place. But see, that's my country girl heart talking. So, um, uh, that would be where, that would be where I would find if I was in the city. I'd right. be in a park where the trees
0: are. Absolutely, nature. Get out there in nature.
1: Yeah. And so, well, it also, I guess it speaks to the matter at hand. You know, God is the creator of this world. And um, man has has the whole creation of buildings and streets and stuff like that. But getting back to, I guess we're doing the root thing, getting back to where it started, where it began, um, I encourage you to you know, seek His beauty in the world. There's so many people that see a sunset and just look the other way. And if you would just just be still. Come on. Like, stop your thoughts. Just be still and reflect on His goodness and the, and the glory that is before you. I mean, it's only, on. only 30 minutes typically when you see the sun setting and the colors changing and everything. It doesn't take that long of a time to invest in admiring the fact that you were blessed with one more day. That God has given you the opportunity to be a blessing to others, to walk in the gifts that he's called you to. You don't even know. You know, it could be today. While today is still today is one of the passages I hold to because it reminds me, you know, to not be concerned about today. You know, I'm sorry, tomorrow or what's coming up in the day or anything like that. Or even in the future, not to be concerned about it because It's in this moment that God calls us to do whatever it is. We don't know what that is, and it's okay to not know because He leads us. He promises to lead us. He promises to guide us. He promises to, no matter what direction that we turn to, whether it is the left or the right, you will hear a still, small voice that says, this is the way, walk in it. Those are promises that you can hold to in the day, but while today is still today, you need to understand that it's just, you just have one day. Mm. You know, that's, James speaks to that in immense detail. There's an accountability there to not make all of these big old plans. There's this dude that's like a, has all the, these fancy barns and stuff. And in, uh, I think it's the Old Testament, but it might not, it might be the New Testament. But there's a story about this guy that's like all fancy and he's got all of this money and all of this, this produce. There's your word, produce in his barns, right. <laughs> right? And he sits there and says, "You know what? These are getting full. I'm going to just wipe out all of these barns, and I'm going to build some new ones. You know, and and then really just be able to just kick back and relax and just chill, because you know I don't want to work all of this time. I, I just want to, you know, have the good life and and retire from all of this, right?" And and he's like, You fool God's like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. You fool, you know, tomorrow's your last day, brother. <laughs> what did you just do? Right. Tomorrow is your last day. Absolutely. And so if we would all just shift that mindset to understand there would be a heart of gratitude that would come up in the body, you know, wow. that and just in general you know, be thankful and grateful for the fact that you have this moment, this time, and then it makes us sit back and stop. And I think that 2020 has helped us do that tremendously. But my, my sit-back-and-stop-or-just-be-still moments is actually on a mower.
0: <laughs> love it.
1: There you go. I hit it. There, there, there.
0: it is. I was waiting for it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I built it up, though. There was anticipation, like, where does this chick go to Right. <laughs> so, no. Uh-huh. Um... I have fourteen acres out here, and the last couple of years we've shifted to mowing the entire property and we have a um, I'm not gonna name the name of the manufacturer you know I'm not throwing out any like advertisements here but <laughs> right right <laughs> it's a commercial grade you know it's got a sixty inch deck and and it goes pretty quick so um the engine on it allows it to you know reach pretty fast speeds and so Anyways, uh, but it still takes, I split it up in about three days. And so I'm out there three to four, you know, five hours sometimes on the mower and I don't rush, you know, I take my time, um, because that's my time to, uh, I have sound canceling headphones that are Bluetooth capable and I link them up to my phone and I've got my audio Bible and, uh, while I'm feeding myself here, you know, with scripture, doesn't matter if I'm 100% focused on it or not. I'm also, you know, spending that time praying and worshiping him in spirit and, and just really just uh, leading or following where he leads, basically, in those conversations with him because it really is just an intimate quality time. Um, and I'm like, oh, okay, Lord, what does this mean? You know, and, and just asking him about the scripture that I'm hearing. But then I also listen to music to worship music. Um Really just my my own in this season because I've found that, let's be real here, when we're writers or songwriters, if anybody's on this like podcast that's listening to that, what you put pen to paper to inevitably should be ministering to your spirit. So when you hear it back to you, it should be edifying, it should be encouraging, there should be substance right. there, there should be meat there. Mm -hmm. No matter who the listener is, including if it's the original person that wrote it down. And technically, you're not supposed to be the original person that wrote it down. You're supposed to be God-inspired. And so you're supposed to let the Spirit flow through you and work through you to give His message. And so if you're not submitting before you start putting pen to paper in the first place, then... It's it's just fruitless. It's just not going to produce anything. So you won't be edified.
0: (laughs) Wow. I love, love, love what you just said, because even as, as content writers, we get in that place sometimes of, I got to get content out there for the people. Um, And I've said this for years when I, when I was preaching and stuff like that, doing, you know, evangelism and speaking engagements, it was, listen, I don't, I don't study for you. I study for me. If I'm just trying to grab a word for you, that's not what God has called me to do. That, that, that's, that's not what the the, um, the preacher's for. The preacher is to be able to bring something that is edifying himself, that he can speak, experience. Let's face it, that's that's what Jesus did. How did he disciple? He walked with his guys he talked to them in parables. He said, hey, there's a story about this, you know, this wineskin. There's a story about this farmer. There's a story about the seed. He's always going back to the seed. He goes back to the root. He goes back to the fruit. He goes back to the withered fruit. He goes to all of that so that they were able to understand why. Because he, he was relative to where they were at. And that's why it's important that we're able to meet people exactly where they're at. Cause like you were saying earlier, um, that one person's like, well, listen, I'm, I'm here because y'all are a little bit too deep for me meeting the person where they're at. That's when we begin to not, we the Holy spirit begins to woo them in. So they want more. I have a friend of mine, part of our ministry, that she just and and I love her. Not saying that I love her more, but I respect her so. I have a high respect for her because she said, Listen, I ain't ready to go deep yet. I ain't ready to go to that route yet. Cool. Now I know where you're coming from versus that person I'm like, Pastor Paul, I'm ready. Coach Paul, I am so ready. And I'm like, No, you ain't. Because <laughs> you said that just a little bit too easy. You follow what I'm saying? I was in this situation years ago with a very dear friend of mine that passed away last year. Um, But God delivered him from anger and just stuff. And one day I asked him, I say, hey, so have you forgiven so-and-so? Oh, yeah. I'm like, no, you haven't. He's like, yeah, I have. I'm like, (laughs) with that response tells me you have not forgiven that person. And so I say all that to say this when we are filled with the holy spirit doesn't mean we ain't going to make mistakes don't mean that that we ain't going to fall short of god's glory what that means is like you said earlier submission when we're able to submit and we're able to get on that mower for 5 days 3 days out of the week and really worship no matter where you are at and i love i mean i just love the whole concept of there's worship. There's church praise and worship. But then there's worship. Like when you are totally sold out in the moment, I have I have been laid out in the spirit, slain in the spirit without an altar call. I mean, literally wake up in, in a pool of tears, fasting and praying to break these curses off of my life 10 years ago wake up in a, in a puddle of tears and slain in the spirit. No hands were laid on me. None of that, it was just boom. I was just crying and fasting and praying. By the time I knew it, I woke up and I was so exhausted. I felt drunk, like drunk in the spirit. And I literally slept the rest of the day because when God, when the power of the Holy Ghost hits you and indwells in you and begins to be that Psalms 139, It ain't the easiest thing. It's a hot fire. You become a hot mess. You're mad at God. You're mad at the neighbor. You're mad at your spouse. You're mad at the skin that you live in. But at the end of the day, when you go through that fire and you were going through that that purification, what does the book of Proverbs say? The crucible is (laughs) for the refining. Amen. (laughs) The crucible is on purpose. So for us to have this fluffy oh, you know, just love. God just loves you and Jesus loves you. Yes, he does. Yes, the Holy Spirit loves us. Yes, the Father loves us. But when Satan was up in heaven, God said, what you doing up here, bro? He said, I'm seeking whom I can devour. And what did God say? Consider my servant, April.
1: No. No, he said, "Consider my servant Job. <laughs> Don't be throwing me in Job's bucket. I'm going to remove that curse in the name of Jesus. We we're but, blessing April. Okay, <laughs> Amen. But
0: it's but it's real talk. In order for him to get us to the level that he needs us to be, we've got to go through the fire. And again, Job was given back double of everything. Job never. Cursed God. Job never got to that place. He questioned. But what did God say? Where were you when I built the frames of the world? Where were you when I created Leviathan? Where were you when I did this? This has nothing to do with you. Why? Because I'm sovereign. And that's where it's so awesome that when we submit, we are the clay. He's the potter. He's the potter. And that's where it's so imperative. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. So if you have any parting words for us, if you have a word for a specific person, whatever's in your spirit as, as we wrap this up, please share your final thoughts. Cause like you said earlier, we can, we can talk for hours, right? (laughs) But whatever parting words you have, this has been so good, April. I mean, this has just been like, this has been awesome. So if you have any parting words for somebody, it's in your spirit. Just drop it.
1: Uh, I do appreciate your time today, and yes, it has been very edifying and encouraging in my heart to uh, visit with you today. Um, I just, I really do encourage people to get plugged in, um, and what that looks like is not church. You know, I know that that's a common thing to say. Um, we don't want to despise the gathering and fellowship with other brothers and sisters in Christ, but the way that this world has changed with technology and everything, I can um, attest to meeting people that I would have never met had it not been for what has happened in the world for 2020, Mm -hmm. and I can sit there and tell you that I have new sisters and brothers in Christ that are at the same equally yoked level, if not surpassing me in their own walk, that have been an encouragement to my heart just in this last year. And they're they're the closer than a brother caliber of uh, relationships, and so um, I just encourage you to get connected in any ministry that's out there that you've you know you've tested the spirit and you know, and if you don't know how to do that, then I would just encourage you to reach out to somebody that is sound counsel again, it is important for us to, to find elders in spirit, you know, those who Mm. are mature in Christ and, and you know that they walk in the spirit, whether they do make mistakes or not, you know, nine and a half times out of 10, they are consistent. And that is one of your, your tests. I just, it seems like it would be nice to have some type of a, you know a teaching program or something out there that explains this because there you don't get to this understanding of how to evaluate people around you mm. and understand, you know, who is wise counsel, who is sound counsel, who is, you know, knowledgeable in the word of God and not twisting it around for their own benefit. Right. you know until you just get deeper with God and so there's a there's a missing piece of discipleship um, that mm. maybe maybe it's something that needs to happen in 2021. Somebody, you know, that is listening to this podcast may already know that that's something, and this is just confirmation, mm-hmm. but I just encourage, encourage that because it's, it is missing in the body. Um, I've seen it in youth ministry. I've, you know, done, done, uh, middle school and high school, uh, Sunday school teaching and, you know, youth groups and stuff like that. And, it's just missing you know they you they'll look at you like a deer in the headlights Mm -hmm. and then the you know the ministry that's there out there for youth is really geared towards socializing and (laughs) and going and hanging out with friends at church not really getting built up in the word of god and and uh, trained up in the way that they should go yes they hear like one or two scriptures but the rest of it oh let's do some Worship music. Let's do some, uh, you know, fun games that have, have really nothing to do with with it. What really needs to be happening. Right. And so um, life applications. You know, building up people in, the, in biblical knowledge and saying, okay, here's this scripture, but here's how it applies to our walk, and this is what it looks like in action. And that's actually one of the main focuses of um, my personal podcast. But it's, you know, with an adult audience. But one of the segments I'm going to be doing... I guess this is a, a first announcement if anybody hears it just keep yes. it a secret. I love it. <laughs> but, but but I will be doing a Bible study with my daughter and she's 14 wow. now. And then we're going to be setting up a, it, an email for her to receive like questions from her friends and other youth and teens that tune in and um and if they have questions, they know that they can reach out to Shelby's mom <laughs> through this show. And ask these questions and get answers. Um, you know, these youth are curious. They're hungry, wow. and so um, they—they're not—they're going without food. You know, you got these feed the hunger programs all over the world. Well, right? Are we really feeding the hungry? F- you know, we're just giving people fish. We need to—we need to be teaching them how to fish. How and to so, fish? Wow. Um, I don't know. That's my my thought for the day, I guess. That's the nugget is it really is geared toward building up the next generation, I guess. I don't know why that came up, but somebody needs to hear it. So,
0: Amen. I love it. It's all about discipleship. It's all about how we uh, nurture the, the younger. One statement that I've said for the past five years, when I started working with younger kids out in Corsicana, Texas, um, is if we can reach them when they're junior high then we never have to reach them when they're in prison. So, I mean, that's it's, and it's not only prison. Like, not all kids are going to end up in prison. What I'm saying is when we get to them at a young stage, because there's so many people that are so ingrained in prison ministry, which is awesome, but if we can get the youth, then we never have to visit them in prison. Now, granted, people make choices, Right. But at the end of the day, if we can take that number, because that's where the enemy wants to destroy, is those 12-year-olds, those 14-year-olds, those 16-year-olds. Why? Because they're looking for identity. They don't know who they are. They're trying to express themselves. And us as parents sometimes are like, don't worry about that. Let them express. Let them talk to you. Have a conversation with your kids. You know, And find out, okay, I want to know everything about what you're thinking so that I can now govern what you need to be thinking you follow what I'm saying so it's just it's just so awesome and so April April Metzler I want to thank you so so much you have no idea how much this has blessed me I mean this is just awesome and so um, if you'd like to share where can people find you Um, do you have a YouTube page, anything like that? Let us know. And all of that information also will be down in the show notes as well. And so, um, and then once you share that, um, you can pray us out.
1: All right. Well, thank you again. And the feelings mutual, obviously God has these ways of giving us divine connections. So Mm -hmm. I consider this one of them. It was a blessing to visit with you. Awesome. Um, as far as where you can find me, uh, just about anywhere, I'm April D. Metzler, and so it's M-E-T-Z-L-E-R is my last name, <laughs> but um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram are the main social platforms. I do have Pinterest just for fun, but you know, it's I shared a lot of stuff there. Um, I have a Versa the day that I'm going to be releasing as of January 1, so I'm going to Uh, God willing, stay uh, ahead of the game (laughs) for that, and it'll be something that's encouraging, but it'll be across all of my platforms. So um, my website is com, and I do have a blog there. Uh, that's tied to my RSVP show that my podcast is titled after, but it's all based on the book that I wrote, which is, Oh my God, my heart and my album is Oh, my heartstrings and they mm. are supposed to complement one another. Um, so yeah, there's, uh, the book and music and stuff that's all over. I just did self-publishing and distributed. And so it just shoots it out everywhere for me. Ow. I just hit Awesome awesome just don't mind the noises back here Right. (laughs) but uh yeah so that's that's where i'm at and where you can connect and um you can always send me an email or whatever if you need prayer and as far as um i've got to create a blog post that's my goal for 2021 is going to be an invitation to make jesus christ your lord and savior and so if anything if If nothing else is um, something that, you know, I'm supposed to be doing, I at least get that out there because, you know, there's some people that don't even know how to have that first conversation. And so I hope to add that in here pretty quick when time allows. It's my priority number one.
0: (laughs) Awesome.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, that's me, April D. Metzler. There you go.
0: (laughs) Awesome, awesome. We've got a lot of new exciting things coming out. Um, So just – follow this, follow this girl, follow her, what she's doing. I know that God's got some huge plans. There's some new things birthing out of her. I just feel it. Um, you were just, uh, carrying the glory of God. And that's so, so awesome. So if you won't mind, if you can pray us out.
1: All right, sir. Thank you so much, Father, for this time with my brother in Christ. It's been a blessing. Thank you for all of our audience listeners on his podcast show. I ask that you bring about a new spirit of revelation as to what your love really looks like in action, Father. We just ask that you cover this group as well as he continues to do these podcasts. May they be a blessing. May they be an encouragement. May you give him the words to speak in the right moments and in the right time so that it does hit the hearts of the listeners in the way that it needs to for your glory and for your perfect timing in their lives, Father. Just uh, be a seed planter. That's what I ask of, of you to minister to his heart, to continue to throw out the seeds as much and as far as he can possibly do, Father, and just bless those for your purpose, your timing, and your glory and your honor, Father, to be seen across the world because we know these airwaves reach out everywhere. And so I just encourage uh, my brother in Christ in this prayer. I also encourage the listeners to just be built up in more and more knowledge of you, Father, and what that looks like in action. Make the, the words in this Word of God, leap off the pages and into their heart and be implanted and written on the tablet of their hearts so that when things do arise, that they know which way to go. And it's in Jesus's name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, April, for that awesome prayer. So guys, this brings uh, Coach's Corner um, to an end today. Thank you so much for coming in. If you're on Apple, drop me a review down below. Let me know how I'm doing. You can also visit my website, setfreelife.net. All of my resources are there. We have a free download of our I Am statements that are all scripture-based. Or you can go to bit.ly forward slash I Am Free Download. And if you want to join our newsletter, all the links are in my website as well. So guys, we love you. Thank you so much for coming in. And thank you once again, April, for joining me today. And we'll catch you on the next one. God bless.